It's so hard to gain trust But it's so easy to lose it Go straight to the source If you wanna what the truth is It's so hard to gain trust But it's so easy to lose it Girl, I'ma show you that I'll die for you I'm giving you sound bites <laughs> Yo, I like how my voice sounds deeper when it gets close. Like when I back up, my voice is higher. But when I'm closer, it's closer. Against all odds. Right. <laughs> they walk through the woods. This is thug shit, Kevin. And stumbled upon the Abergetic Podcast. <laughs> Have you ever woke up one day and said to yourself, What does Chris Knight think about life? Wonder no more. Tune <laughs> into the Abergetics Podcast. I thought I had a problem. Oh my god. <laughs> and now to the average addicts. <laughs> Anyhow, I actually don't want to kick this one off. I'm gonna let you do it, Seth. Everyone hears my voice all the time. Let's hear something from you. Man, uh, shout out to the average addicts. How y'all doing today? Alright, alright. We rolling? So I can hit this thing. So what are we talking about? Addiction and entertainment. So sports, music, millionaires being addicted to drugs, which whichever route you want to take. Alright. Everybody ready? Go straight to the source. If you wanna what the truth is, it's so hard to gain trust. So without further ado, let's get into the damn questions. Are you recording? Alright, that's it. Let me tell you something. Welcome to the Average Addicts Podcast, the least boring way to discuss one of the most important topics, in my opinion, that being addiction, recovery, sobriety, not in that order. I am your host, Chris Knight. Welcome back to the Average Addicts Podcast. My name is Chris Knight, and today we will be discussing drugs and addiction in the entertainment and sports world. In the studio joining me is Shay Jones. Shay, say hello to the people. Hello, hello. Say it again. Hi. Say it happier. Hello. Smile. All right, moving on. And Seth Witted. You know what day it is. It's Wednesday. With it Wednesday, a.k.a. Real name Seth Witted. Shout out to the Average Addicts. He does the best drops humanly possible. <laughs> So, so where all this came from, I did a daily wrap-up last night where I discussed, I was discussing Conor McGregor, different red flags, uh, different things that he's doing ever since he got his $100 million after the Mayweather fight, and it made me think of a larger issue. The larger issue was drugs in entertainment, you know, drugs in sports, and not only that they're prevalent, but why they're prevalent for the most part, and why I feel worse for the millionaire addict, you know, instead of the, the just the homeless, you know, your, your stereotypical homeless addict. So on and so forth. But the, the thing with Conor, and I don't know that either of you guys follow Conor McGregor or not, but he's always been really specific on who he targets and for what. He's always been a, like real disrespectful, right, and, and his antics and whatever. But you could tell it was always a strategy involved. Mm-hmm. But ever since he won the $100 million, every and for people that are listening now, go to Google or go anywhere, YouTube, whatever. Find any footage, photo, video, anything of Conor at these events where he has these incidents at. And I guarantee you, you won't find anything where he does not have a drink in his hand. 
I guarantee it. So since that he's made the hundred million, he's jumped over a uh, a cage at Bellator 187. He assaulted a referee. Yeah. Then he chased the ref. Then he got out of the cage, tried to climb back in. Another official tried to like kind of nudge him out, and he slapped him in the face. Yeah, another incident. Uh, and this is alleged for sure, but um, in a pub in Ireland, allegedly he assaulted um, an associate to the Irish mob. So imagine that. And then he got in trouble again, just to follow, just to follow suit, with calling another fighter a faggot for grappling with you know his friend. All of these things, and he has to know that video and everything's around. You know, he has to know that there's footage, but he's doing it anyways. Mm -hmm. So that shows me he's scatterbrained now. You know, it's no longer specific targeting. And, and I, I don't think it's to gain attention while he's not fighting because he's a megastar. No matter what he does, it's news. He can walk outside in a robe like Tony Soprano and it'll be news. He doesn't need the exposure, which shows me he's making terrible decisions, you know, based off of what. And the only thing I can see is the common denominator is the alcohol. And God knows what else. Who knows? So what, what are you guys' thoughts on that? When, when I see situations like this or hear about it, it always makes me wonder how to prevent it in, in the person who may be coming next. You know, the, uh, the younger generation, anybody who wants to go into fighting, anyone who might not have succeeded yet. So I, I, I guess I'd, I'd like to hear more about, you know, how could we... How can we help the youngins not go down that same road? You know what I mean? Because exactly. I, I, I really don't know what he's going through. I, I hope he can get it together if, if, if this is what's true. You know what I mean? I, I hope he doesn't ruin himself. You know? I blame hip hop. You blame hip hop. I, I blame hip hop all day long. No, I'm just kidding. I don't I blame hip hop. I was about to say, we was about to get into it. No, How no. the hell we blame hip hop? But all three of us are, are fans of music, right? And right. I've noticed a, a, a serious transition. I want to say in the late 90s, you know, early 2000s, it was always the drug dealer that was being glorified, right? And that, that's not. Uh, anything to be applauded either however that's you know realistically that's what was going on but now it seems to be the addict is being glorified i don't know if you guys have noticed that yet but in every song these guys are naming a laundry list of drugs that they're on and they're encouraging other people to do the same for the most part and i'm trying i'm trying to figure out where that shift you know where that started when it when it shifted over to that i agree that uh, you see more of drug usage but i don't think it's so much that one was glorified then and one's glorified now i think there was drug addicts then and drug dealers then, and there's drug addicts now and drug dealers now. Yeah. You know what I mean? I just think back then, without all of the social media platforms, the only people who really had the capital to push the product yeah. was the drug dealers because they had the money. Makes sense. Now that social media is around, a lot more younger folks are able, anybody's able to put themselves on with consistency and some good product. Yeah. So you have a lot more people. Where most of the junkies usually don't have money. Yeah. You know what I mean? And so I feel Facebook's like. Facebook's free. Right. Yeah. So I think. I understand why there's more of that there. But I also do see that drug usage is higher. Yeah. You know, so I, I think that's more or less the issue. I don't think it's glorified. I think I used the wrong word. I was actually, while you're saying that, I was I was just thinking that maybe glorified is the wrong word. I really maybe think it is accepted. Glorified. It has been accepted. And recently on Instagram, um, there was a post um, maybe about a week ago. Uh, this artist by the name of DJ Mustard, um, he pretty much stated that he had enough and he had a bottle of, I don't know, what do they mix lean with? What do you call that? Death? I have no, no idea. No, it's bright like and what is, uh, like codeine. He had the bottle of codeine and he was pouring it down the drain and said, you know, this is the problem here. I had enough. But in my, back in my mind, you know, he might have another bottle stored somewhere in his home. Yeah. He was just doing it for likes, but you know. So he identified. He's, acknowledged, he's acknowledging that you know, yeah. enough is enough. This is hurting people. So he identified the issue. Mm -hmm. See, that's hard to do. And uh, I blame Little Wayne. 
<laughs> like I was saying on the daily wrap, it's hard to do. Wayne could have something to do with it, but no, no it's hard to do. And, I, and the reason I say it is this. The fact that you know who he is means he's somebody of, of note, right? He's, he's a notable person, so there's a good chance he may be financially secure, right? So I always feel bad. I feel worse for, because I feel bad for everybody, but worse for the millionaire addicts. And this is why. If you're so down on your luck that you have nothing, no home, no money, no options, you know, it's done. You're at the bottom, right? You can't really go any, any lower. And all success stories generally start the same way. I was all the way at the bottom, you know, ground level. I couldn't do anything else. I had no choice but to go up. But when you're a millionaire, right, and you have all these people around you that are riding your wave like low peep, right? Riding your wave, who is really telling you to pump the brakes? And if you're financially- who can tell you. Exactly. And if you're financially secure, right, the fall is a lot further, you know, from top to bottom. And it, it, it'll happen eventually, but it's going to take a, a considerable amount of time, you know, far more than, you know, your average homeless addict for the most part. So I, I feel really bad for those guys. Because they're at their height. Yeah, exactly. Who's going to tell them that they're wrong? Exactly. And the destruction is going to be far more vast because make no mistake, the more time that passes between, you know, you having the problem and then you solving it, it's, it's what's in between that. Uh, for the most part, is where the destruction lies. So if you're a millionaire and you have, you know, maybe you have a five-year run, what are you going to fuck up in that five years? Who are you going to hurt in that five years? You know, could these relationships be mended at some point? And oftentimes they can't. You know, so the fall is just a, a hell of a lot further. And not to mention, if you've been doing drugs actively and you're a success at something, it's easy to attribute your success, you know, either to the addiction or not realize that it's, um, it, it's holding you back in some way. You know, so if I do heroin every day and say I do the stock market, Jordan Belfort is a good example uh, from the Wolf of Wall Street uh, stockbroker, uh, had, had basically everything for the most part. And uh, in his fall, you know, it was extremely, extremely, extremely dramatic. Basically, I, I think the fault is on everyone as a community. Like if it's in hip hop, it's everyone's fault within hip hop. It's everyone's fault within fighting, because I think me, like, say, if I'm in a position of leadership, like how... uh like Lil Kodak Black was getting in trouble. And uh, as soon as he came home from jail, Jeezy showed up on his doorstep. Yeah, I watched that. He said on every day struggle. Yeah. yeah, like like that plays a role at the same time where is this young man's parents, at the same time, his friends, at the same time. You know what I mean? Yeah. I think every at the same time himself. Everybody plays a role in this. I, I can't just sit here and blame one artist or blame one genre or blame this. We all play a role in yeah. this. You but know what I mean? Everybody. It's gone on for so long that if these individuals were confronted and when they are confronted, they really truly believe that they don't have a problem. Yeah. Uh, so how do you overcome that? At what point do you step back and really start believing that this is a detriment? It's hard to recognize that if you've been doing it, you know, so long and you've had this great success this entire time, you know, it's really hard to step back and say, it's not till everything goes completely to shit when you start figuring it out. That's why, so, that's why it's important at the beginning. Like right now, in my career, like I, I have to know exactly who I am, where I'm going to be. When there's a million dollar budget sitting in front of me and millions of followers in front of me, who am I? Yes, it's easy to say because it's not here right now, but I have to know where I stand. Yeah. What is my life's balance? What does it look like then? And I have to literally, everything has to reflect that. I think most people continue to grind, 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 and they chase money. And they chase it and they chase it. And once it's here, it's like, you know, you're empty and you're just partying. Yeah. But when you know who you are and what you stand for and what you fight for... That's not even going to, uh, I'm not going to say it's not going to affect you, but you at least know what falls in line with that. Yeah. You know what I mean? Exactly. And it goes back to the, the rules of success, you know, we were basically laying out before is knowing yourself, you know, setting your own 
boundaries, setting your own limits, right? So it's, I'm never going to do this. And with addiction, a lot of people say that, you know, I'll never, you got guys that say, well, I'll just snort heroin, but I'm not ever going to shoot it. And before you know it, they're shooting it. You know, you go against your own, your own morals, your own ethical code, you know, and it always ends catastrophically. But with this new generation of music, and I, I get, I like what you're saying, and I never thought about that before, that it's actually, with social media and everything, it's shedding light, you know, on um, people's personalities that maybe otherwise they wouldn't have recognized. You know, how many times have you done something or said something, maybe on a video or a song or whatever, and you look back at it, you know, and like, what the fuck was that? All the time. Look yeah. at Waka Flocka now versus Waka Flocka 10 years ago. Exactly. You know what I mean? He's a more conscious guy now. I think social media literally gave the platform. And if you think about it, what succeeds fast? What succeeds fast is what's different, what's new. Like you, how you come out all aggressive, you speak your mind, you cuss. It's not the same as other, you know, AAA, real gentle. It's not yeah. the same. It's different. So it's going to take hold quick. The drug dealer was real popular in hip hop. Yeah. So when you got a drug user come out of nowhere talking about his issues or, or even glorifying it and partying with it, it's new. Yeah. So it takes it, it creates a wave and it, it you know what I mean? So and social media did that. So do you think in that regard that it's uh, and this is this question is to both of you. Do you think that it's actually to the benefit of the individual that we have social media, that they're able to put out their worst characteristics to view it from an outside looking in perspective yes, in order to change absolutely. it? Absolutely. But again, you can confront these individuals and they will clearly tell you, I don't care. I'm not here to be a role model. Yeah, they're living their lives. You know, and, and that's a mindset. That's a mindset. There's uh, so many people that aren't rich and famous that, that say something similar to, well, this is just me. This is who I am. There's been situations where I will have just done the line of heroin and I'll have another guy next to me saying, oh, you shouldn't be doing this, man. You shouldn't be doing this. You know, this isn't you, blah, 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 blah. And I'm looking at them like, how are you, right. you know, who just got done shooting heroin in your fucking throat going to tell True me story. not to do heroin? True story. I, I don't. And so there's a lot of people like that. They just accept that this is who they are. This is their personality. And they'll always be that, which is nowhere near true. The one thing that's for sure in life is that everything changes, period. Who you were yesterday is not who you are today. You know, the decisions you made, the decisions you made last year don't, don't have to be the decision you make tomorrow, right? And I think a lot of people lose sight of that. And especially when you're in a position of fame right, and you have everyone telling you you're doing everything right, you know what I mean? So then you have a, a, a choice. Or you, do you even have the time to sit back and really take stock of yourself? Or are you going to find your identity in what everyone's telling you? You, you see what I mean? Yeah. Are you going to find yourself in everybody else's opinions? Exactly. You know, if everyone keeps telling you you're the greatest ever, what you're doing is the greatest ever, why would you ever stop? It, it's a hard mindset to break, you know, and, and I don't know that there's a great deal of people that A, think that through and B, if they do really put that out and explain it to people, you know, like I, sometimes I think, I think a lot of people know. Yeah, you know I, mean? I think things are an awareness, education yeah, type prepared. of thing. Exactly. You know what I mean? Because if I don't teach my children, like me growing up, it was always, uh, you know, get money, get money, be successful, make this money. Get, and now I realize that's the, I ain't going to say that's the dumbest way of thinking, but you can get yourself in trouble like that because you can go down any road. But now that I know, okay, Murd, everybody calls me Murd, by the way. Check out what your gifts are. What are your talents? I'm good at helping people. I'm good at using my uh, music abilities to help people. So... In turn, I realized that my purpose lies down that road. So now everything I do is to better humanity through my gifts. Yeah. So now that I know that, everything is pretty much reflecting that. So I, if I did, if, if someone would have taught me that earlier on, I would have never sold drugs. Yeah. I would have never committed crimes. I would have never manipulated the women that I dealt with. 
You know what I mean? So I, I, it's an education thing. Now that I know my children from day one, I'm like, look, listen, check out your gifts. What feels good to you? Yeah. Like, are, how can you serve the world? What is your purpose? Once you know that, once you get the money, it almost doesn't matter unless you lose yourself. Yeah. But I feel like it will really help you. I feel like anybody out there who wants to get into the entertainment world, anything, know exactly what you stand for and what you're fighting for. Do not chase money. The money will come. If Chris keeps grinding with this average addict stuff and he keeps grinding with the social projects thing and she puts her thing in for the families of the addicts and you keep pushing that somewhere down that road is true success and happiness. If you chase money, money, fame, fame, glamour, glamour, you are going to get yourself in trouble because you ain't backed on nothing. There's nothing backing you. There's no substance. And you're going to get yourself in trouble when that money's here. Perfect. Perfect. Well said. See, in recovery... It's always harped on to change, right? Change people, places, and things. Change, 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 change. But there's not a lot of guidance in change to what. I've mm. never heard anyone tell me to use my uh, my skill set, whatever that may be, right, for good. It always is, you did this, you know, don't ever do that again. Okay. But if I did that, means I had the ability, to, you know, like the entrepreneurial spirit, right? You're never going to find anybody more resourceful than a broke drug addict. Never. Never. The ability to wake up every day with absolutely no money and do anything you possibly can. And you already know I did it constantly. Going around, pawning shit. You know what I mean? Lying to people, borrowing money, fucking resourceful. I tell people, use that skill set for something positive, right? So I'm taking that same uh, uh, obsessive nature that I have, right? And I'm using it with this. Mm. You see what I mean? Yeah. So instead of me just saying, I need to change completely and go do something over here that's probably going to make me unhappy. I accept that I obsess about things. That's fine, right? That makes me happy to obsess about certain things that I want to get done, right? It sets the equation for success at the end of the day. So how do I use that skill set? So either I'm going to obsess about going to do heroin all fucking day long, or I'm going to obsess about making a show what it could be and reaching and helping people. It's not about abandoning your skill set. It's about using it, right. using right. it in the world for good. I like that. Right? So I said at the beginning of this, I wanted to interview former drug dealers, so on and so forth. I have those type of connections in a way that maybe a reporter from NBC can't walk up to somebody and say, hello, sir, are you a drug dealer? So what can I use that connection for? I can either go buy dope off them or I can try to get an interview that's hard to get and really get into their mindset. Maybe change their mind, change somebody's mind and do something positive, right? So that's me taking something objectively, you know, and moving in a different direction. I think a, people, a lot of people need to realize that. You have it in your brain. You have a skill set that could be used for something. It's what something are you going to use it for? You know, and that doesn't get explained uh, in great detail when it comes to recovery. So it kind of leaves people at a question mark. Okay, I need to change, but change into what? I should change my location. Where am I going to go? Right? I should change who I'm friends with. Who am I going to hang out with? It never gets answered. And they say, well, it's up to you. Okay, well, it's up to the same person, you know, that fills every, everything I just said and any void and so on and so forth with drugs. Right? You're leaving it up to them. That's why I'm, that's why I'm glad you're, you're doing this. Because I, I feel like people who have been in that situation or had family members in that situation, they started those programs just because they wanted to help. And I think that's the missing piece of the puzzle is what to change to. And the fact that you know that that should be the that's the piece of the puzzle. Like, listen, you need to know to figure out this is what you need to change to or you can guide yeah. them to finding their way. I think that's extremely important. You know, what I mean, and not even just for anybody who wants to go down the ent entertainment road, just. Yeah. Anything, you know what I mean? You want to you literally change your negatives to a positive. Exactly. And figure out what that positive is. Another perfect example, and it'll segue into what I know you wanted to talk about. Um, when, when she had Trilogy Studios, I was an audio engineer there, right? So that's a skill set that I have, engineering music. I've been doing it basically my entire life. I always attributed 
music to drugs because I was always doing drugs or drinking when I did music. I had it in my mind that I couldn't otherwise. So when we had the studio, I completely fucked my side up because everyone that came through that rapped or whatever the case was were drug dealers. So oftentimes if they didn't have money, they gave me drugs. Drugs was in abundance, right? And, I, and in return, I used my skill set, you know, for them to do a song rapping about selling drugs. See, so it's not conducive to anybody. They're sending a message I don't agree with and they're doing something I shouldn't be doing. So that's me using my skill set for a negative. Now what am I doing? I'm taking those, that same skill set and I'm engineering the audio with the help of Kevin, obviously, for this. To put out a positive message. Yeah, to explain how I change things. To accept things I did. But again, that's the second example, you know, for me personally of how I've taken something that I'm good at. Now, I could have, being that I attribute the two, drugs and music, I could have completely said, and I did, and I sold all my equipment. I could have said, well, I'm never going to be able to stop doing that. Therefore, I'm done engineering music. I could have done that. But if I did that, we wouldn't be here right now, would we? So you have to take what you already have, something you're already good at, a trait that, you, that you're aware of, and capitalize on it in the most positive way you can. Don't ever let a skill set go to waste because someone says you need to change and you're misunderstanding or they're not explaining thoroughly what that means and how to do it. Don't forget who you are. Bingo. But to, yeah, exactly. But to forget who you are, you got to know who you are first. And I don't think that gets explained quite enough. You know, and especially not in an aggressive manner, in a way to get people to listen. There's plenty of people in the, the recovery world that explain things pretty dry. I, I, I listen to a lot of them. I don't mind it, but I know a lot of people do. So if I can get up and get in somebody's face and say, cut it the fuck out, you know, this is, what are you good at? You know, write it on paper. This is what we're good at. Okay, what can we use this skill set for? See, and move in that direction. I want to help give guidance to people, not just tell them you need to change and ah, it's up to you how you do it. You see what I mean? They're at a vulnerable point in their life where they don't know which way to go. They're afraid. Nobody likes change. I hate change. And they're just going back down that path again. Yeah, you're a witness. They changed the damn um the tea, the green tea we drink. They changed the bottle to that. Arizona I fucking tea, freaked from out. From the tall bottles to the short bottles. I mean, they still sell the tall bottles. <laughs> there you go. And I completely freaked out. You did. So change. I hate change with a passion. But if you're going to demand somebody change and they have to change in order to live, because make no mistake, at this point in the game, that's what's up for grabs. You know, you living or dying. So if you're put in that vulnerable position, you can't just put someone there and leave them there. You know, this you need to change this. And that's that. It doesn't work that way. So if I could be that guy that says, message me, let's have a conversation. I don't mind at all. I'll take every fucking message. You can tell me everything you're good at. And I will give my opinion, you know, of what I think what I think you could use that skill set for. But if you could wake up every day with absolutely no money and then by the end of the night you got a gram of fucking dope, you cannot ever fucking convince me there's something in this world you can't do. A lot of people like don't have that hero. confidence. Exactly. Like Hence the fucking hero. logo. Hence the logo. That's why it's a logo. It's, it's to make it look like a super squad. I'm, I'm going to get off my rant for a second. My heart rate's going up. No, I mean, I mean, I think we pretty much summed it up, man. I, I, I think I don't have an answer for someone like Conor McGregor if that's what he's going through. But anybody who uh, might want to go down that road, and I mean, just of anything in life, back to my initial thing, know exactly who you are, figure out what your gifts are, and try to figure out how you can serve the world with that. Don't even don't focus on the money. The money will come. Just know exactly what your gifts are, what you fighting for, and 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 walk down that road, man. Stand for that. Be willing to die by that. Connor needs to get it together because he's definitely one of my favorite fighters. So does like Post ever. Malone. So does Post. What did Post Malone do? 
Tell me about it. No, it's just Post Malone, his lyrics in general. Like, oh, what's that That song that's top right now? It's been number one for I love Post Malone. Like a rock star. No, not that, that song. song. Yeah, on, uh, the one lyric was, cocaine on the table, liquor pouring, don't give a damn. I think <laughs> I'm saying I'm that saying. right. You know what I'm don't talking give about? Give a damn. Yeah. Yeah. She's just trying to get in. Hey, I like Post Malone. Hey. I know you do. You hate Post Malone personally. I don't hate Post Malone. I just heard a few things. I I, I think I I I uh I judged a few comments. I just need to pay. I need to have a one on one conversation with the man. Who's sure. who's that rapper that came with that song? Uh, Molly Perkins says. I don't know, but I've heard future? it. Right. Yeah. Molly, that's future. Molly that's future. Percocet. I don't know. Yeah, but you know, God you have little kids singing these songs. Yeah. It's catchy. You know. And that's what I damn mean. Damn right. The parents are not playing the edited versions for their kids. Yeah. And that's what I mean. Yeah. It is a fact. Yeah. I hate that shit. I can't even turn the radio on anymore these days without thinking, yeah, God, it's tough, man, because it's tough because entertainment, you know, is entertainment. You know, at the same time, it does have its effects. Like, you know, when I watched Scarface as a kid, like, shoot, I wanted to, I wanted to shoot some shit up. You know what I mean? So <laughs> yeah. at the same time, it's like. You're impressionable. It, it's, it's hard. That's where it comes back to the community. Yeah. We have to continue to teach and make sure you distinguish between, yo, this is a movie. I know it makes you feel this way, but, you know, yeah, this is real life. This is what will harm you. You so, Remember the end of this movie. Exactly. You're impressionable, right? So why are some, here's my question, why are some people impressionable while others are not? Life experience. That's what I would say. I'd say it all starts from when you're a child. Yeah, if your does. parents put that confidence in you, if they told you you could do anything or if they didn't give a shit and they left it up for you to interpret life and if that's the case and you, you're listening to this music and you're watching these movies, you're getting your cues from the but entertainment not, industry. It's mm, filling a void. I, I think some people, pressure too. some people can yeah. develop a natural ability to, well, not even natural, like growing up, my whole family, uh, not my whole family, but in my family, alcoholics, drug addicts, you know what I mean? At the same time, uh, real spiritual people. You know, so uh, I've always known that my father was an alcoholic and had a little bit of drug addiction in him. So for me growing up, I'm like, I want to make sure I'm never addicted to nothing. Yeah. Like when we would blow smoke weed, I give it up for the whole football season or I give it up for a month. Even now, like I told you, I'm not eating animal this week. Yeah. Or I'm not. I do self-discipline stuff all the time to make sure that I never depend on nothing. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I've naturally developed that because I never wanted to go down that road and make and have no kids go through what we went through. Yeah. So I think some people develop that and they'll fight against it and some people won't. Yeah. You it's life I mean? experience and it's a matter of a lot of different scenarios can make you impressionable in my opinion, right? And a lot of it deals with vulnerability. Um, if you identify as a drug addict and you've accepted that for a number of years and then someone says change now not to say addict recovering addicts are like children right but but it, it's similar in a way you become impressionable you identified as this one thing for so long and now you can no longer be that thing then who are you at the end of the day you know and and it's i mean obviously it's a philosophical question but it's an important one you know if you strip somebody's identity from them you know and then basically tell them to restart as an adult with everything else they have going on that's difficult you know, and then you start taking your cues from, from again, movies and music and, and your surroundings and things like that, it, it becomes it becomes, oh, it becomes hard. You know, it's, it's it becomes hard. We could probably go on for the next six hours on this subject, but I'm going to call it right there. You guys agree? Yes. So with that said, thank you for listening to the Average Addicts Podcast, where we discussed drugs and addiction and entertainment and sports. I think we touched on sports like debate me or fight me that's the new slogan uh, if you have any comments questions concerns about the subject matter that uh, we just discussed feel free to follow this link below leave a comment i promise you i will get to every single one of them i don't give a shit how long it takes me because i love each and every one of you and with that said 
I am out. Thank you for tuning into the show. If you liked it, which I know you did, make sure to go find us on iTunes and or Apple Podcasts. Subscribe, rate, review. It moves us up the rankings, help us reach more people. Also find us on all your major social media. So Facebook, Instagram, you name it. We're there. Twitter, find us there too. It's fantastic. It's a huge party no matter which way you find us at. Also on your favorite download site. So I'm talking SoundCloud, TuneIn, Stitcher Radio, Player FM. We're everywhere. Follow us everywhere. Enjoy the ride with me. Don't forget, love the addict. Don't judge the addict. And I'm out. You are listening to a production of the Social Voice Podcast Network.